Well, hello, hockey fans. Welcome to this week's episode of From the Press Box, right here on the AHL Report. I'm your host, Amy Johnson, the lead correspondent here at the AHL Report. And every week, I am joined by my fantastic co-host. He's our founder and our editor-in-chief here at Rocket Sports Media. Couldn't do the show without him. And that would be one Rick Stevens. How are you today? And happy, happy Easter. Happy Easter past, and and do you celebrate the, isn't there an Orthodox Easter coming up this week? Are, are we like in between Easter's right now? <laughs> I'd just let you go. You know, I, you I know, I'm, I'm just figuring it myself out as you all go. around here trying to figure <laughs> it out, but... <laughs> Uh, yes, happy Easter, happy Easter, or late happy Easter to you and, and the listeners. Uh, there is a, an Orthodox Easter that comes up a bit later, um, and we can celebrate that at the time. Um, it's also apparently, as far as national days, it's National Dolphin Day, uh, which I'm sure everybody's um, celebrating. Dolphins and unicorns <laughs> and all those nice things. You know, April 14th is supposed to be National X Day. Um, which what? is something is something about forgiving your ex. I don't. I, that's probably the least participated day of National Day of of any that I've ever heard of. Well, and what? Yeah, I like. What, what's the point, what, right? What, I'm trying every every re- legitimate reaction that was just about to come out of my mouth was was not PG enough for this program, so I had to keep stopping myself. Why in God's name would, like, what therapist came up with that national day? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, no. Don't uh, like it. It's all, no, it's also National <laughs> Gardening Day. Oh, nice. Uh, so that's that's good. And National uh, Pecan, do you say Pecan or Pecan? Or it's National Pecan Day. Pecan, Pecan. Pecan. Depends yeah. on, it depends, yeah. National Pecan Day, really? Mm-hmm. And later this week, it's uh, Thursday, I think, is uh, National Wear Your PJs to Work Day, which I think AKA been going every on for the day past for most people yeah, right. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. You know, work uh, working from home, uh, it'll be. How many people, whenever people start to go back to their offices, how many people aren't going to fit into their professional work clothes? I think that's going to be the next crisis is everybody trying to, everybody who's stuffing their faces during isolation is uh, going to have a little trouble zipping into their suits. For for <laughs> some reason, it's gone the other way for me. I'm on the coronavirus weight loss plan or something because... Uh, dropped oh, a few up. pounds over the last month. Yeah, no, oh, seriously. shut up. You're one of those. You are one don't of those. Don't know how, don't know why. It's just happened. Somebody's got to fatten you up or something. Start... <laughs> <laughs> that hasn't worked for, I dropped like a, I don't know. I dropped like a pound or two in the first week and a half. I think that was just stress related, but it's not moved since. Um, well, hmm. maybe when we get to the third segment, it, it will all become clear. Because um, I think we're talking about, <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about things we've been eating over the last month. 
We are. We have, uh, we, for longtime listeners, uh, we have some, ex- some exciting news coming in the third segment. In fact, we do have a fun show for you today. Segment one, of course, is when we talk about the Laval Rocket and the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Um, and uh, we've got some new uh, initiatives that both uh, the Canadians and uh, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms are individually doing that we're going to talk about, as well as some um, some news out of the Flyers organization that we certainly want to make note of um, uh, regarding Phyllis Snyder Foreman, uh, pay a little tribute to her. Uh, in our second segment, as we go around the AHL, speaking of tributes, we're just going to spend a, a few minutes uh, speaking about Colby Cave, and uh, I know we talked about it last week on this show that uh, we, we mentioned that Colby was in the hospital um, having suffered a brain bleed and, and was going undergoing uh, emergency surgery. Uh, as most, most of our listeners are probably aware, uh, Colby did pass away over the weekend, uh, tragically. And so we're going to just spend a few minutes in our second segment talking about uh, the 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 events that unfolded over the course of last week uh, for the, for the cave family and uh, some things that are coming out of that event uh, since then. And then in our third segment, when we go beyond the AHL longtime listeners, you will be pleased to know that the top five segment is making a comeback. It is a fan favorite segment. If you're a newer listener of from the press box, ho 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 Rick and I, We'll give you a weekly top ten top or top five topic, and we'll uh, we'll kind of reveal our top five, whatever the topic is this week. Yes, this this week it's food related because yeah, we like to eat, um, and so that's coming in the third segment. And uh, we're also going to start ending the show by spreading some positive news, and we have a great story for you today um, that you don't want to miss from uh, a longtime friend of Rocket Sports Media. Uh, so, Rick, we've got, uh, we've got some, some pretty, pretty fun things to talk about uh, today. For sure. Excited to get to them. Absolutely. So let's start with a, a new initiative that the Lehigh Valley Phantoms have just unveiled this week. Uh, it is it is called hashtag goals for LV. So in other words, the goals for Lehigh Valley challenge and what it is, um, you know, the, the Phantoms are, are very intertwined with the community as most uh, AHL teams are. And so this is a challenge. You remember, you know, there was the 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 ice bucket challenge for ALS and there, there's been some, some, some social media challenges over the last few years, raising money for different causes. And so the phantoms have come up with the goals for LV challenge to help raise funds for the Lehigh Valley, uh, excuse me, Lehigh Valley health network, COVID-19 emergency fund. For those of you who aren't uh, local to the Lehigh Valley, Lehigh Valley health network is uh, that the the broad general health network surrounding one of our two major hospitals here in the Lehigh Valley region, which is Lehigh Valley Hospital, and its surrounding health network of physicians and clinics and things of, of that nature. So they have a COVID-19 emergency fund. And uh, what they want people to do uh, is record a video of yourself shooting Ideally, obviously, you know, pucks or or road hockey balls or something like that into a goal uh, for 20 seconds 
attempting to score as many goals as you can. If you don't have a hockey stick or a puck or things like that, you can improvise um, and just get creative with whatever you have around the house that you could use to, to kind of shoot some, some goals into a, a makeshift net. Score as many goals as you can in 20 seconds. Why 20 seconds? That's how long you should be washing your hands these days. So 20 seconds for shooting. Um, And then for every goal that you score in that 20 seconds, you're going to pledge to donate a dollar for each goal that you score in that 20 seconds to the LVHN COVID-19 emergency fund. That video um, to social media and you tag three friends to pass the challenge on to. Uh, And the Phantoms have uh, pledged to match the first $10,000 raised towards this initiative. And uh, Rick, it it seems like a really fun way to um, A, get, see some, probably some pretty cute kids um, in videos or some goofy, you know, moms and dads, brothers and sisters, uh, doing their seeing how creative they can get if they don't have hockey gear at home. Um, but also a great way to, to raise funds uh, locally in the community um, for, for COVID-19 relief. I think it's a great idea. It's a great, um, it's a, it's a great cause. It's, it's a great use of social media and it's, and it's a good way of getting people to, um, you know, uh, to, to participate, to do something active um, now you said if you don't have a hockey stick in your household, uh, you were speaking, of course, to our listeners that are south of the border, because that doesn't apply to anybody north <laughs> of the border. Yeah, pretty, pretty yeah. much. So that you know. No, every it's... Canadian household has <laughs> multiple has sticks to, to choose I'm from. Sure. I yeah. am sure. Um, I there we have there are hockey sticks in my household as well, but there may be some uh, who who don't. Um, and that's okay. So, so yeah, get creative. Um, you know, there's, if you go to the, the Phantoms website at phantomshockey.com, uh, you'll see a, a video that gives you some ideas on other things that you can use. You can set up a, a laundry basket on its side and, 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 you know, if you've got other kinds of balls or, um, things like that sitting around the house that you could bat into a laundry basket or, Get creative. We love to see the creativity. So um, love to see that Melvin, we, we talk about Melvin. He's one of the, the best mascots that the AHL has. And, and he, of course, the, the ice has been removed at PPL Center. But Melvin, you know, Melvin's got it pretty good. He's got the, the PPL Center is his house. So he just waltzed out onto the the hard concrete floor of the rink and pulled one of the hockey nets out and um yeah right there on the uh on the rink with no ice so he's he's got it made uh, and he passed it on interestingly he's he's tagged uh the Allentown Police Department and the mascot for the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs which is our uh, AAA Philadelphia Phillies affiliate. So it'll be interesting to see what the baseball team and the police department come up with. Now, I, I don't know if you have any, any pull with the phantoms, um, any communication with the phantoms. And, and first, if you do congratulate them on uh, such a, a, a fine event and, and a great creative idea. Uh, but secondly, mm-hmm. maybe the Phantoms could put out um, uh, an instructional video of sorts 
Um, uh, people can use the pause to learn how to hold a hockey stick. I've watched a few <laughs> of these videos and we just have to say um, as Canadians, um, a hockey stick, I mean, it, it's natural. You just put it in our hands and it falls into the right position. And I know that that isn't right. universal, uh, but no, we it's just not. have to say, you know, it's a hockey stick is not a golf club. Um, it's, it's <laughs> not a rake. It's, it's not a canoe paddle. Stick. Um, right. So maybe a little instructional video would help. Well, all right. We'll let it slide. It's for a good cause. We'll let it slide. But yeah, brush up on those uh, hockey stick uh, holding skills there, folks. Let's Speaking see your of best. the creative use of social media, and this, yeah. is, this is just uh, just taking a, a, a step sideways here. Um, sure. I, I saw I saw on um, social media that the St. Louis Blues, uh, the defending mm-hmm. Stanley Cup champions, um, were reuniting for the first time since the season was paused. Um, oh yeah, like were, the NHL Network or something was doing that. Yeah, they as Catherine Tappan and and Jim Hewson, um, who were uh, asking questions and moderating. They got all they got twenty three players together. On Zoom, they got uh, Doug Armstrong and Craig Berube, and and um, you know the Blues have uh, former Canadians uh, Jacob De La Rose and and Marco Scandella, and and I thought, wow, what a great idea! Um, and then I watched it, and then <laughs> I watched it. It was awful. <laughs> it was boring. Really? The guys were sitting there. Yeah, it was terrible. Uh, it was a half an hour, forty minutes thereabouts. And the players just kind of sat there and looked bored and checked their phones and, and, you know, were fidgety um, because there was, you know, one, one answering at a time and they couldn't really be kind of interactive because there was the delay and, and such. It was, it sounded like a good idea at the time, but, you know, we're everybody, everybody's still working through um, the pause, how to use social media, how to, get creative, how to engage fans. And this was one idea that sounded pretty good, but uh, didn't really pan out. So you're saying that a broadcast of 30 odd people on a zoom call is not engaging content. <laughs> no, no. Is, that, is that what you're telling me? No, it didn't us? work. No, it didn't work. <laughs> okay. Duly noted. I won't, um, I, I won't suggest that at our next, team-wide content creation meeting. Good, good, good. <laughs> Okay, that's good. <laughs> um, speaking of, of, of activities, social media activities and so forth, um, the Canadians, the Montreal Canadians, have also, you know, they're dipping their toe into trying to get people um, interactive as well. We, in fact, I think last week on the show we mentioned that as speaking of Melvin, the mascot for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, that he was doing a, um, you know, Gritty was doing his own kind of funky social media thing, but that Melvin was also encouraging, um, kind of taking his school assembly program for kids to be active and, and transferring it into online videos, um, which was which was a really good way to encourage them to be active while they're stuck inside and also just continue doing what he normally does when he goes out to elementary schools. Well, it looks like the <clears throat> excuse me, the Canadians have kind of picked up on something like that, and they announced a new initiative today. They've partnered with Sun Life Quebec um, 
to create a new series of exercises to get you moving every day. And so every day at 2 o'clock p.m. for the next few weeks, they're going to share a Canadian's activity break, Rick. And my gosh, today they had a series of five exercises and how, how you should do them and how many of them you should do. And, you know, nice little graphic and they have it all as a thread and they have a different player, <laughs> a different player, um, demonstrating in a photo of, of the, the physical mechanics of how you do each exercise. And I have to carry price is the first one doing jumping jacks and he couldn't look more like he's about to burst out laughing at how silly he feels. doing. This. <laughs> um, I like the idea. It's a little weird. Um, <laughs> it's lame. It's really lame. <laughs> Um, it's, I mean, uh, do, do we really need step-by-step, four-step, five-step instructions on how to do a jumping jack? I mean, I mean and, and is, uh, you know, our, our, because Carrie Price said so, or, or I guess Carrie Price is in the, is our fans going to run and, oh, Carrie Price said we must do jumping jacks today at two o'clock. <laughs> um, I, I, it, it's just, and there's burpees and, and. Um, and uh, the skater pose by Phil Denohans. Phil uh, that's, <laughs> uh That's hilarious. Jeff Petrie um, doing burpees. Lekkanen doing a cross-country skiing thing. Yeah, it, it, what bothers me a little bit too is is this is this is a uh, this is an ad, right? Um, yeah, they've obviously they've obviously sponsored yeah. by Sun Life Insurance, and and it's an ad. Um, I don't know. Yeah, so somebody, you know, somebody obviously, Sun Life paid for the naming rights for it, obviously. Um, yeah. Uh, so, okay. Um, so, I mean, I, enjoy, I I appreciate the initiative of giving people an idea of something different every day to do to, to just get up and move around a little bit and get the blood flowing a bit. Um but as you say, as you say, the execution is a little. They're going to do the, This was five exercises for today. They're going to do this every single day at two o'clock. Does that mean that these all of these players are going to have to like pose in different kinds mm-hmm. of exercises every single day? Like I, I, I want to start taking bets on how long this lasts. Because they say we'll share a new Canadians activity break at two p.m. daily for the next few weeks, starting right now. I, I have to, like, I'm wondering, is it going to last more than a week before it's just old and rote and we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I, I have more faith in, than, than staff coming up with these, these creative ideas. I have more faith in our listeners to come up with ideas. And if you have a good idea of, of what you've been doing or, or uh, how you've been passing your time let us know and you can reach us on social media text us or we're still getting text which i appreciate 5853 rocket 5853 rocket um and um and tell us what you're doing uh to get through absolutely we would we would love to hear that um before we uh before we head to our second segment did want to uh, mention make mention of, uh, and in the second segment, of course, we are going to be speaking about Colby Cave, but um, 
for the Philadelphia Flyers organization, there was uh, a person of, of importance who also passed away over the weekend, and that is Phyllis Snyder Foreman. Um, you might say Phyllis Snyder Foreman. Well, who the heck is that, and why is it um, so notable? Well, Phyllis Snyder was Ed Snyder's older sister, and uh, Ed Snyder, of course, big name for the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, and as we all know, Ed Snyder lost his battle with uh, cancer for about four years ago. Uh, ironically, Phyllis Snyder Foreman, um, his older sister, also passed away uh, due to cancer four years to the day after her brother Ed died. She died on the same day, just four years later, uh, over the weekend. Um, now, Phyllis's claim to fame with the Flyers however, wasn't just that she was Ed Snyder's sister. Um, Phyllis was the one who actually named the Flyers. Um, and I will uh, hmm. tip my hat a little bit to our, our friend and colleague, Bill Meltzer, who is the, the uh, NHL.com writer for the Philadelphia Flyers, um, for an article that he wrote a number of years ago that um, kind of helped sh- uh, fill in some of the some of the gaps on Phyllis's story. Back when back when the franchise uh, first came to be, Ed Snyder uh, was was one of the was one of the owners. His sister Phyllis was married to uh, Mr. Foreman, who was also uh, part of the ownership uh, at the time. And so Ed and his wife and Phyllis and her husband were in New York uh, attending a Broadway play. And on the way home, um, per this article uh, that Bill Meltzer had written a number of years ago, they stopped on the New Jersey Turnpike at a Howard Johnson's. Now, keep in mind, this is in the 70s, so got to hit the Hojo's for for an ice cream on the New Jersey Turnpike on the way back to Philadelphia on the way home uh, from this Broadway play. And they had been kicking around for a, lo- for a long time, you know, what, what do we want to name this new club? Um, and they had a whole litany of, of options to choose from. And, and while they had stopped for ice cream, it was Phyllis who said to the group, what about the Flyers? Well, Ed apparently immediately fell in love with the concept. Uh, he loved that it conveyed speed, loved that it conveyed flying above and soaring above the competition, and according to Bill Meltzer, he also liked it because the name was short enough that newspapers wouldn't have to abbreviate it. So the full name of the team would always appear. Um, and so they, of course, still went ahead with their public franchise naming contest, name the new, name the new franchise. But they had kind of really honed in on that flyers option that Phyllis had come up with. And uh, sure enough, there was a, there was a group, there was a handful of entries of people choosing the flyers or something to that effect. And so they chose a winner randomly out of that grouping of people. And so there was, there was a young man who who won the, uh, the prize uh, for naming the franchise, but it was Ed's sister Phyllis who initially came up with that concept. Um, So she's pretty iconic in, in the Philadelphia flyers organization. And we were very sad to hear of her passing this past weekend, four years to the day, uh, from when her younger brother, Ed Snyder, uh, also passed. So our condolences to the Snyder family and, uh, her legacy will, will continue to live on. 
I um, I, I I echo all of the uh, the sentiment there. Um, just I and and I I didn't know that that she uh, was behind name the naming of the flyers, um, and um, I just out of curiosity. Um, I thought, well, what, you said there was a contest. I, I thought, what were the other contenders? Oh, yes. <laughs> what could it have been? The Philadelphia what? What, what could it have been? And um, I should say that there, there was a Philadelphia team in the NHL uh, before. They were the Philadelphia Quakers back in 1930. They were. Mm-hmm. Um, but they... Um, have a share in the fewest victories ever in a season. So (laughs) I would, I understand why, (laughs) why Ed Schneider didn't want to go there. Um, But uh, there was, here's, here's some of the names. Well, Liberty Bells was apparently um, a strong contender, the Philadelphia Liberty Bells. Liberty Bells. I can understand that. Yeah. Um, But here are some of the others, Uh, the Lancers, the Raiders, the Royals, the Knights, the Bashers, the Bruisers, the Keystones. <laughs> yeah. The Bashers and the Bruisers. It, it was like it was a premonition of what was to come when the bullies came. <laughs> uh, the Greenbacks, and this, this one I thought was odd, the Croaking Crickets. The Philadelphia Croaking Crickets. Croaking Crickets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that we're currently going through this, this, um, you know, what will the name be for the, the new Seattle franchise? Um, and we know that one of the possibilities that seems to have a lot of strength behind it is the Seattle Kraken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it'll be interesting what they eventually come up with and, and how they determine what that will be. But the Croaking Crickets would not have been a good option. The Bashers and the Bruisers, though, those those would have been yeah. <laughs> very That's apropos. Fit. I'm telling you. Hmm. Very interesting. Well, uh, our condolences to the Snyder family. We lost uh, lost Phyllis Snyder Foreman this weekend. Uh, but every time you mention the word, uh, mention the name Philadelphia Flyers, you are carrying on her memory. So um, pretty neat. Pretty neat. And. Uh, what a lady. Oh, who would have thought? Over ice cream at Howard Johnson's. See? Life, I would say ice cream in that capacity serves to be a life essential item probably right now. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to go around the AHL, and we are going to talk about Colby Cave, who we also lost over the weekend, uh, and some some efforts that are coming out in his name Uh after after his passing so don't go anywhere we'll be back right after this for all the latest news interviews analysis and commentary about the laval rocket lehigh valley phantoms and every other team in the american hockey league as well as information on prospects junior hockey and international hockey head over to ahl.report the home of the ahl report Follow along on Twitter at the AHL Report for live game updates, ringside photography, game recaps, and articles containing exclusive audio and video of your favorite players. That's the AHL Report, proud partner of Rocket Sports Media, AHL.Report. From the Press Box is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. 
Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at rocketsportsmedia.com. Welcome back to From the Press Box right here on the AHL Report. I'm your host, Amy Johnson, joined by my fabulous co-host, Rick Stevens. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the AHL Report, best place to find all of the latest news and updates that we're able to pass along to you all throughout the week, as well as links to brand new content that comes to AHLReport.com. It's it's a place you don't want to miss. So be sure you're following us at the AHL Report. Rick, it's a it's a not a fun not a fun segment to today uh, when we when we're talking about such tragic news. Last week, uh, around this time, we were talking about how um, Bakersfield Condor Edmonton Oilers player Colby Cave was in the hospital in a medically induced coma after uh, suffering a brain bleed uh, last week. Um, and then had to go undergo emergency surgery to remove a colloid cyst in his brain uh, at Sunnybrook Hospital in Toronto um, and, and was still in that medically induced coma after surgery to allow his brain to rest and the swelling to go down and, and things of that nature. Um, unfortunately, uh, as we all learned over the weekend, uh, Colby did not make it uh, to Easter Sunday. He passed away on April 11th at the age of 25, uh, less than a year uh, before his first wedding anniversary. Um, and uh, I have to say, uh, the posts from his wife, uh, Emily, are have probably some of the most heart-wrenching um, social media posts I've ever seen. Um, she, she was very... Um, kind of bared her soul on, on the whole progress every day, including the day he passed away on what she was feeling and experiencing. Um, and it's just a, a shock to the entire hockey community, uh, to the cave family, equally um, heartbreaking are, are the tweets from his sister as well. Um, just a, just an awful, awful tragedy. Um, you know, it's one of those things that you just something like this is something that you just never know when it's going to happen. Uh, and uh, just very sad to hear uh, about Colby King. That's it's just a heart wrenching story. Um, uh, Colby Cave, um, you know, the 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 tributes to him talk about him um, as certainly as a hockey player and and, um, you know, a member of the the Edmonton Oilers, uh, formerly uh, a member of the Bruins, and and uh, played um, most of his games this this past season with the Bakersfield Condors. Uh, but talk about him in terms of what kind of person he was, and um, you know, I've heard uh, people relate stories that, that he was a hugger. Uh, when he got into the rink, he would drop his bag and go in and see the the training staff and the admin staff, and and um, and pay, you know, uh, talk with them and, and give them a hug and, and then uh, get in for practice. And, and he was, you know, we talk about whenever we go to a rink uh, to um, that's, that's, that's uh, an instruction to our staff is to um, 
be kind to everybody you talk to. And it sounds like he mm-hmm. took this to the nth degree and um, played in, in, in Edmonton. And, and certainly there's a, there's a tribute there, uh, uh, a memorial outside of, of Rogers place, but um, you know, his, his roots were in Saskatchewan um, and uh, he, born in North Battleford and, and uh, with him being in the hospital in, in Toronto, um, his family returned, uh, to North Battleford, um, um, and, and were greeted by, a, a just a, a lineup of cars and fans, uh, along highway 16 and, and they had jerseys on, they had signs and, and, um, Scott Moe, the premier of Saskatchewan, um, uh, tweeted a video of of the long line of of cars that that greeted the the, the Colby Cave family as they came home, and, uh, warm support um, and uh, just you know he he was a member of the the Swift Current Broncos uh, um, uh, his his uh, junior uh, team and uh, but he also had a warm spot for for Humboldt when they went through their uh, difficult time. And there's a great picture of Colby and, and uh, Brad Marchand and, and other members of the Bruins when they were in China and they went to the great wall of China and, and uh, at the great wall of China, there's Colby cave with his Humboldt Broncos hat on uh, showing his support. And um, as you said, his wife, Emily, the, her posts and, and today um, she released um, his wedding vows, um, oh, and wow. reading those are just, you know, he, he talks about, um, how he told his buddies, I'm going to marry that girl one day. And, and, and speaking to her, he said that, uh, uh you motivate me to be better in every way, a better person, a better life partner, a better hockey player, a better role model. Um, this is really tough for her and, and a really tough story. And, and uh, uh, her and the entire family are going to need all the support, um, not only today, but in the, the coming months. Absolutely. And, and it's things like this, you know, this is tragic enough for uh, a newlywed to go through and, and, and his family. Um, but the thing that really, I think grabbed grabbed me the most kind of right in the in the in the stomach was Emily's photos of her last moments with with Colby basically because of what we're experiencing around the world right now with coronavirus um you know we've talked about how one of the the awful awful parts of those who are struggling in the hospital battling COVID-19 is that they're completely isolated. They're separated from their families. Their families can't visit them. They can't be there to physically comfort them and be near them um, because of, of the danger. Um, And so you take a tragic situation like this and then you compound on top of it, the COVID-19 restrictions, her and the family weren't allowed in the room with him for the last few days of his life. Um, And for her to finally, at, at the point that they knew that he, he, he wasn't going to recover for her to be able to 
her and, and, and his parents and the family to be able to come into the room and, and physically be with him and near him uh, there at the end was, was just, I mean, just hand me a whole box of tissues. I mean, it just rips your heart out. Um, but it's another reason why, you know, we talk about how serious coronavirus is and, and how it's, it should not be taken lightly. And it's, you know, for every person who doesn't stay home, who doesn't practice social distancing and self-isolation, it just means that this goes on longer and longer. And families like the Cave family have to experience that awful situation on top of a tragedy where they can't even be near their loved ones because this virus is still um, surging so strongly uh, around the world. Um, the outpouring on Twitter, Rick, from hockey players all over the place was also pretty remarkable. I mean, Connor McDavid, Eric Carlson, Wayne Gretzky. Um, I mean, there were there were Dryden Hunt, Austin Zarnick, Sam Gagne. There there were hockey players from every corner and level of hockey. Uh, all over North America, probably the world, just pouring out personal stories um, of Colby. And like like you were talking about, obviously a much-loved young man um, off the ice as well as on the ice. And, and I think that was something pretty remarkable to see. And I think something that the family eventually will really come to appreciate is obviously he was well-loved across the board and to see so many not just the 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 regular platitudes of of condolences but personal stories of how Colby Cave affected hockey players everywhere whether they had met him or I've even I even saw some of I never actually met you but I played against you and here's what I got from you playing against you um I think I think those remarks were were really incredible to see pouring out throughout the weekend he was a, a player that, that certainly not a household name, not a player who was drafted, not not a player who, um, you know, was was um, well known for his performance on the ice, but uh, seemed to be a player. And and uh, you know, we've seen tweets from the the teams that we cover, the the Canadians and the Flyers, um, um, talking about uh, him and and what a genuinely um, uh, kind person he was and, and a caring person. And, and uh, he seemed to be well known for, for other aspects in the hockey world. Absolutely. Um, in a, in a, you know, if you're looking for something good, that's going to come out of this tragedy, um, the Oilers did announce today that, that with um in cooperation with the cave family, they have created the Colby cave Memorial fund, um, which will carry on Colby's legacy proceeds from the fund will go toward community programs uh, with an emphasis on two things, an emphasis on mental health initiatives and also for providing access to sports for underprivileged children. Um, I think both of those initiatives are fantastic causes. I particularly like the, um, getting access to sports for underprivileged children. I think that's a, from everything that we've heard about the kind of guy Colby cave was, that sounds like something that would be right up his alley. Um, And uh, so, yeah. um, Donations. uh, They've already got a a link set up edmontonoilers.com slash Colby where you can, you can make a donation 
uh, already. And um, I think, Rick, I think this is a, a really nice way. I mean, it, it's, it's only been a matter, literally a matter of days since his passing. And already the Oilers and the family have come together to try to, to try to use this, this, this movement around his passing uh, for some good. And, um, you know, the strength that, that his wife, Emily has showed, um, she's uh, going to be actively involved. She says that Colby would be humbled by this, this gesture. Um, and she's looking forward to um, continuing his legacy uh, working with the Oilers to uh, benefit the the causes that he cared about in, in the community. Uh, she talked about him having the biggest heart, and this seems to be the best way to, um, as, as I said, continue that legacy and, and, uh, and, and as you said, make some good come out of a, a very tragic situation. Absolutely. So if you'd like to donate, remember, go to uh, edmontonoilers.com slash Colby, uh, you can make a donation there and uh, keep sending out those those positive messages um, about uh, young Colby Cave and uh, keep him in your memory. Our thoughts are with his family. Don't go anywhere. However, we are going to take one last quick break. When we come back, we are going to go beyond the AHL and uh, we're going to turn up the fun a little bit and and bring you some uplifting uh, stories as well. So don't go anywhere. We will be back right after this. Be sure to follow us on social media. Find us on Twitter at The AHL Report. Check out our original game photography on Instagram at AHL Report and watch our exclusive video interviews with players, coaches, and other notable hockey names on our YouTube channel at AllHabs. Just remember to turn on notifications so that you never miss a video. The AHL Report, your premier source for Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and all American Hockey League news. From the Press Box is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. In addition to building a worldwide network of sports fans, the team at RSM is also dedicated to mobilizing the sports community in ways that make a difference in the lives of others. Giving back to the community bridges the gap between team affiliations. It's something any fan can support. RSM proudly provided support for organizations and projects like Hockey Fights Cancer, Five Hole for Food, the Montreal Canadiens Children's Foundations, Autism Speaks, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada, and the People of Canada Portrait Project, just to name a few. If you would like to be involved with a Rocket Power project or have a worthy fundraising initiative you'd like us to be part of, please contact us at rocketsportsmedia.com. Welcome back to From the Press Box right here on the AHL Report. Again, I'm your host, Amy Johnson, joined by my wonderful co-host, Rick Stevens. And don't forget... Be sure you're following us on Twitter at the AHL Report. It's where you want to go to make sure that you're following all of the latest news and content that we've got to offer for you. Uh, you don't want to miss it. Make sure you're following us at the AHL Report. You can also uh, be sure to follow at Rocket Sports. Uh, that's the general Rocket Sports media account. In fact, I know, uh, Rick, you were mentioning that that incredible video that uh, – Premier Scott Moe had put out, uh, which showed the overhead view of of that tribute to Colby Cave uh, and his family along Highway 16. Uh, The Rocket Sports account had retweeted that. So that's a good place to go if you'd like to see uh, that outpouring of support. So be sure you're following us on Twitter. 
You also want to be sure you're following us on Twitter so that you can tweet to us and see everyone else's um, submissions on this week's top five. Yes, we are bringing the top five back. Uh, this was always a very uh, fan favorite segment. Uh, we got <laughs> we always got a lot of really fun feedback from from listeners on the top five. And so there is no better time than quarantine time to bring out the top five. Um, and in true top five form, we're going to start the first week with food. And so, Rick, today we're going to talk about the top five quarantine treats, quarantine treats, if you want to have something catchy to call them. And it's, you know, it's a it's a hard time right now, right? It's it's um, you know everybody is stuck at home. Uh, some people are lonely. Some people are bored. Uh, a lot of people are are not going to the grocery store very often, so they're having to rely on what they can come up with to eat out of their pantries if they're not doing takeout and delivery that kind of thing. Um, but it's also a, a pretty stressful time, a pretty scary time, and so. People are looking for comfort food. They're looking for little pick-me-ups, uh, which can come out of the kitchen. Um, so, so you know, this isn't necessarily snacks per se, but just treats. What kind? What kind? What kind of things have we consumed over the last month that are like kind of kind of treats? They're 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 a pick-me-up. They make you feel good and help you get through each day of uh, of this of this crisis a little bit better. Although you say right. you haven't gained any weight. So <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't I actually lost a bit. So, but I'm game. Let's uh, let's, let's see what we have on the list. All right. I'm going to start um, with something. Now I like I love to cook. Uh, I like to make things from scratch as often as I can. Part of it is, I think it tastes better. The other part of it is I think it's a little healthier. Um, but I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love comfort food. Mac and cheese, absolutely one of my best comfort foods. Interest, so normally when I make mac and cheese, I make it from scratch. Interestingly enough, um, yeah, uh, COVID-19 self-quarantining has me totally on the craft dinner train. And it's delicious. <laughs> I even added a little chili to it the other day and I had some chili mac and it was um it was quite a little tasty snacky treat. So I'd have to say craft dinner. Craft dinner has been a bit of a guilty pleasure. So KD is and and that's what that's what we call it uh up here in, in Canada and um I think a week or so back I sent you an article where um craft um, had, uh, they had to, they had to, because there's less demand for food, they had to lay some people off, but the, the plant that the factory that, that makes craft dinner, the KD, um, they had added three extra shifts, uh, to it because, um, <laughs> right. more people were into the craft dinner these days. Um, well, you know, yeah, yeah. Now, now I don't, I don't, this, this, Adding chili to the crap. That sounds like something we would do at, um, you know, Cub and Scout camp where kind of the, 
the last night every every guy every guy would bring out his last can of whatever he had and we'd all dump it together in 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 a big pot and you know go from there share it and it was delicious no you know (laughs) actually you've inspired you've inspired me maybe the next and okay so north of the border yes you call it craft dinner i should i should say for those of us here in the states you would more appropriately know this as just craft mac and cheese like we don't call it craft dinner down here. So some of my listeners, some of our listeners might be going, what in God's name are you talking about? Um, but you've inspired me with this, with this camp, this camp notion. Maybe the next time I make craft dinner, maybe I have to have it with a can of baked beans. Oh, that sounds that and some hot dogs. Mm. Well, maybe fun. I should just mix it all together. Well, I've I think I've had that before at, at Scout Camp, but do you see? Do you see? Now that's why it's number five. It's not number one on my list. It's number five. So, mm. but it's there. I'm sure you have something equally impressive. I don't know that I have a whole five things. I'm you know, I'm okay. waiting for the dandelions to pop up in the in the backyard and maybe. <laughs> Well, that's so. That's obviously why you're losing weight. If you've, if you're waiting, and for actually, the I, I should say now that I think of it, I've had that before. Um, oh, I have to dandelion my, my salad. Fr- yeah, my good friend Pat, his mom, his name is Pascalino. We call him Pat. Um, his mom worked at the Italian Hall, and she, from time to time, made dandelion salad. She did. Mm-hmm. I haven't got yeah, that no. far. No. 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 Right. But you know, it's I've been I've been nursing a bag of pretzels for a month, and that's that's <laughs> made me smile. That's, You've been nursing a bag of pretzels for a month. I haven't. I'm gone gonna... to, I've been staying away from the grocery store. So okay. one of the good things, one of the very good things, is is learning to conserve. You know, you conserve paper towels. You conserve. Oh, you paper. can serve snacks. So that yes, this this this. <laughs> The bag of pretzels is, you know, you parcel out a few a day, um, rationally. All right. Mm-hmm. But they make you happy. They do. A little bit of normalcy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'll give. Uh, I'll. I'll list my next two here, since you're not sure if you have five. Maybe it's just, I just like food too much. So, <laughs> um, the next one. So. In my house, where my husband and I are also weird, staying far away from the grocery store. I haven't been to the grocery store in a couple, a few weeks actually. Um, so I'm used to cooking at home pretty often um, to begin with, but I'm really like digging into the okay, like if I'm gonna cook from home all the time, uh, we're you know I'm gonna eat some stuff that's like super tasty, fun to eat, and I had not made enchiladas in forever like we we make like tacos and fajitas and stuff but to get the the saucy gooey cheesy ground beefy peppery enchiladas oh hadn't done that in a long time and oh my goodness I could have eaten the whole pan could have eaten the whole pan um I should also mention that I um was feeling very ambitious that day and I made I didn't have I realized that I didn't have tortillas oh crap I don't have tortillas. So um, I made homemade tortillas from scratch, which. Wow. uh, 
shout out to yeah, shout out to all the ladies in Latin American countries who make tortillas from scratch every day because that is a pain in the arse, let me tell you. Um, they were delicious, but I don't know that I'll be that ambitious again. I'm going to have to, when I do get to a grocery store again, I'm going to have to stock up on some tortillas. But the enchiladas were pretty tasty, and uh, that, that, felt like a, that felt like a treat to me. Uh, in addition, with the enchilada is, is my, my next item that is pretty fun. Uh, I had a nice, big, tasty, homemade margarita with it. And that's been, Ooh. my husband and I have been kind of coming up with, you know, new cocktail recipes to make for our own, you know, personal cocktail hour, happy hour for two, uh, once in a, a, a few times a week. And that's been really fun. That's just, you know, it's just a at, you know, that little kind of sense of normalcy as well. I'll have a little toast and have a, have a nice cocktail and some snacks, but, um, we're also like exploring new cocktail recipes. So, hey, if you have a favorite like drink that you make at home, send it to us. Tweet us at the AHL report because I need new material. Well, this this quarantine is 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 all about making new discoveries. And um, normally, uh, in the freezer, you have a bag of peas, and and it's used for medicinal purposes. You use it for injuries. You use it for swelling. Um, but a discovery, it, you can use it to eat it as well. It's, it's not, it's not terrible. A uh, <laughs> bag of frozen peas is actually food as well. Who knew? Who knew? And this is a, this is a treat for you? Well, sure. Yeah. Really? No, huh. the one, and you know, it just so happens it works out because today, uh, one of the national days that I mentioned earlier was national pecan day, pecan mm-hmm. day. Whatever it is. And um, with, with being low on snacks, um, you get in the pantry and you, you, you raid the baking supplies, you know, because. Oh, really? So is that this what you is, um, yeah, this is junior mammoth pecan halves and they're unsalted and they are very, very unsatisfying. I tell you. You're eating unsalted pecans? Unsalted pecan hops and yeah they're not that good you need to stop doing that that doesn't sound i like i like pecans but i wouldn't eat unsalted pecans just for the sake of eating them i mean i guess i I, yeah all right i guess so i guess so um i'm missing chicken wings Like I'm missing, there's a, there's a place like a mile up the street from me that makes probably the Lehigh Valley's best wings. Um, And I'm missing them desperately. Uh, So it was definitely a treat uh, the night that I made buffalo chicken, like kind of like hot pockets. It was like pie dough. If you imagine like a pie dough turnover, but instead of it, being sweet it was savory like inside the the pie dough hot pocket thing was basically like buffalo chicken dip cheesy buffalo chicken dip inside oh, those are pretty those are pretty phenomenal i liked those. wow i know so wait well so you're eating pecans frozen peas 
and stretching a bag of pretzels out for over a month. No wonder you're losing weight, man. Like <laughs> there's, there's really and pretzels. It, there's really only one thing that has kept me going through this. And really? Yeah. Um, back in January, you know, I, I, I first started following this whole thing in, in December and realizing that um, we're getting into pandemic territory. So in, in January, I put in an order to Amazon and I put in an order for uh, N95 masks, and which, which uh-huh. never arrived. Um, and the order also included Lysol disinfecting wipes and uh, been, been religiously using those. Uh, but the mm-hmm. third item was um, um, eight pounds of uh, Orville Redenbacher's popcorn kernels. So um, oh, really? knowing the pandemic eight was coming, of eight pounds of Orville's uh, popcorn kernels. Um, so that's been a big help in getting through the pandemic. So you're stuffing your face with popcorn. Freshly <laughs> popped hot popcorn. We're we're in we're in, in arenas. We're in arenas every week during the season. And what what is what is common be from press box to press box to press box, what is you common? always have, yeah, you always have popcorn. Popcorn. Always have popcorn. You so always have popcorn. A bit of normalcy. Wow. Eight pounds. Mm-hmm. How fast are you going through eight pounds? Oh, still have. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> okay. It sounds like a lot. No, it's more. <laughs> no, it's more. <laughs> well, I'd have to say that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I have to say my number one treat really has been um, when it's when it's the off season. I do a lot more baking. I I don't have time to bake during the season just because. Well, you know we've got. Hockey season full time. Uh, I'm I'm usually covering two different teams between the Phantoms and the and the Laval Rocket. Uh, I also run my own business and I also work a part time job, so <laughs> barely have time to eat breakfast, much less do any baking. But now I've got time for some baking, and um, so that's really been the treat for me. The uh, fresh baked bread, pretty much every other day. Um, just makes your house smell terrific. It tastes delicious with dinner to have a slice of, you know, warm, fresh out of the oven Italian bread um, with butter on it. But it also means like baking like desserts and cookies and all sorts of fun things that my waistline is not going to like, but my taste buds absolutely adore. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah. I'd have to say the baking has been my biggest, my biggest treat for sure. Um, but we want to know, okay, so you've heard what the things that are the edible and drinkable things that are uplifting us during this quarantine time, our quarantine treats. We want to hear what yours are, because obviously this is, this is one of those things that everyone's going to have some really different answers because, everyone's working off of a different pantry at their, at their disposal or, or, you know, different things that they enjoy when, you know, what what do you like when you stress eat those kinds of things. So tweet us at the AHL report. We definitely want to hear what are the things that you're eating or drinking right now that are just, that make you feel good, that make you smile, that make you feel like things are going to be okay. (laughs) You know, 
take the edge off, all of those kinds of things. Tweet us at the AHL Report and let us know. And uh, we'll have another top five for you next week. We'll uh, we'll put the thinking caps on and uh, we'll have another top five for you next week. Um, Rick, we want to wrap things up with a, with a spreading a little bit of positivity, um, and something a little uplifting as well. And this week's, uh, story is actually comes from a longtime friend of rocket sports media. Um, I, my goodness, did we first meet her back when we used to have tweet ups back in Toronto, like nine or 10 years ago, something like that. She's been she's been around for quite a while. Her name is Dahlia Kurtz, um, and she is uh, the host of a radio show in uh, Ottawa called The Goods with Dahlia Kurtz. She's she's kind of um, <laughs> if you ever listen to Dahlia and you can listen to her on CFRA Ottawa, um, if you ever listen to her or meet her, she is just a bursting bubble of perkiness and peppiness and happiness and positive. Like you can't help but smile. <laughs> um, and, and I believe Rick that her, that her radio program kind of puts that forth. I think she tries to tell good, positive community stories on her radio program, which, um, which seems to fit oh, I, her personality. <laughs> yeah, no, she's, uh, she's got a great radio show. She's, she's been in a number of markets, uh, Mm-hmm. Across Canada, uh, she was in Winnipeg for a while uh, on Winnipeg Talk Radio. Uh, in fact, it was in Winnipeg she had me on the show um, talking about the kinds of of uh, uh, entrepreneurial things we were doing and the way we were getting in touch with fans. And uh, she was encouraging Winnipeg Jets fans to um, to to follow our model and do uh, uh, similar things there. Uh, but yeah, so we we met her um, a, a couple of times. She came out to mm-hmm. several of our events, and and just uh, just a really good person, a good spirited person, and and she is, is always looking for positivity. Absolutely. In fact, um, I'll have to dig up the link for it. But on the on our Canadians site, I'll have Hockey Magazine. I actually did a a, a profile feature story on Dahlia um, talking about, you know, her, what got her into the business of, and, and, you know, the things that drive her and some of her history. So I'll have to dig up the link for that um, because we did a lengthy feature story on her. Um, But I was really struck um, this past week when I saw her tweet uh, the following story, which I just, I, I thought was tremendous. And it's stories like this that I really love to hear during this whole coronavirus nightmare that we're all going through. And she says, a senior citizen calls into my show. Barb doesn't have a computer. She has almost no outside world connection. And I ask if anyone can help. So imagine, you know, this, this is something, you know, you think about people who are, who are lonely and in isolation right now, particularly for senior citizens, it's got to be difficult, um, you know, because a lot of them don't have access to a lot of technology. And so Dahlia goes on to say uh, a listener, Donna, goes out to her local Walmart in Canada and buys a laptop for this woman, for Barb. Tells the clerk at the checkout Barb's story and why she's buying this laptop. And the clerk gives her 50% off on this laptop. So 
first you've got a listener that says, you know what, I'm just going to go buy this this woman a, a, a laptop so that she can get connected. Then then the, the, the good news goes even further. The clerk says, I'm going to give you half off on that because of what you're doing. Dahlia says, Barb never expected this, but I did because kindness is now a pandemic. And that is, that's such a I can I can picture Dahlia saying that make kindness the pandemic, um, and then just a couple of hours later she tweeted an update saying Barb just called me to say that she received her new computer from Donna, and Donna also brought Barb a homemade Easter dinner complete with dessert, and I just what a great story I mean. There's just two people who are listening to a radio program. Barb calls in. She's a senior citizen. She doesn't have any connection. And a, and a good-hearted, a second good-hearted listener, listener says, I'm going to go buy her a laptop and does so. There's a wonderful clerk at Walmart that's able, probably a manager, who, who was able to give her a deep discount on it to, to give Barb something to connect to the outside world. And then on top of it, she says, you know what? It's a holiday. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring an Easter dinner. I mean, Rick, I those wow. are the stories I just love to hear. That's fantastic. It's it's absolutely fantastic. It's heartwarming, and it's the kinds of things that uh, you hope um, uh, will happen during uh, very difficult times. Absolutely, and those are the stories we like to hear. Uh, we tip of the hat to Dahlia for. Um, for sharing that story on social media so that those of us who, who didn't hear her program were able to then um, share that story with others. Kind of like, you know, you hope that sharing stories like that will inspire others to do the same. I see that she had about a thousand likes on, on that tweet thread. So hopefully uh, some more people were able to pay it forward. Um, Just a really great story and our hats off to Dahlia Kurtz in Ottawa uh, for, for helping to spread such great news in a time of, of trials and tribulations. Um, so Rick, if, if people want to, if they, if they were so entertained by the, today's show, which I think was a pretty good one, um, it, that they want to go back and, and listen to previous episodes, archived episodes of From the Press Box, or perhaps they want to listen to uh, our live podcast uh, that you and Joe Whalen host on Saturday afternoons live at one o'clock Eastern. Um, can you tell the folks where they can go to find all of our podcasts and, and listen if they've got a little spare time on their hands and, and would like to listen to some more great hockey talk. So many ways, so many ways. Uh, first to go to uh, ahlreport.com, ahlreport.com and you'll get um access to all the podcasts. There's a podcast player there with all of the, the um, uh, backtracks and, and, uh, but there's also other content there. And, and uh, Chris G uh, is uh, continuing to put out his, his rocket report. Uh, Same thing exists uh, on um, allhabs.net. Chris just put out a uh, review of, of Keith Kincaid's uh, video review and analysis of Keith Kincaid's last game with uh, the Montreal Canadiens before he was shipped off to uh, Lavelle. Um, So that's where you can get a a variety of content in addition to the podcast. If you're looking for podcasts only, um, just uh, dial up your favorite podcast app and search for Rocket Sports Radio, Rocket Sports Radio, 
um, wh- wherever you listen to your podcast, Google, Google, uh, iTunes, uh, wherever it might be, um, uh, you'll find it um, at at all of those uh, podcast apps. Uh, search for Rocket Sports Radio, uh, subscribe, and uh, those podcasts will come to you. Excellent. Uh, you know, and it's even though the NHL and the AHL are officially on pause, the the work here at Rocket Sports Media is not, and our entire team is is working diligently to keep bringing you interesting, fun, entertaining things, and bring you the latest news as we learn it, which we'll continue to do. Uh, we certainly appreciate you being here for this week's episode. And uh, Rick, I would bet that we're going to have another great episode next week. Um, it's, uh, it promises to be uh, another good one. So thank you so much to all of you for being here with us today. Uh, remember, we want to hear your top five quarantine treats. So tweet us at the AHL report. Got to hear what you're doing. And, and as, um, as Rick had said in the first segment, also tweet us, what are the things that you're doing to stay active and keep yourself busy uh, during this time? We'd love to hear those stories as well and, and share them among our listeners and social media followers to give some inspiration to some other people. And with that, we will uh, bid you adieu and we will see you back here again next week for another great episode of From the Press Box right here on the AHL Report. Take care and stay safe.